When you try to set your line up, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help, call 25 yards later. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the 25 Yards Later Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Nick Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. And we have had some time off, uh, as we will have throughout the offseason, and it's our first episode since the Super Bowl. Elijah, how are you holding up after the heartbreaking loss? Um, to the Los Angeles Rams by your beloved Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it's been it's been some time. <laughs> yeah, I, I realize you've had like a month to recover, but <laughs> it, it, it still could hurt. I don't a know. A couple days ago, I think I was finally over it. Uh, actually, my boss... 45 today, minutes before we started right. the podcast, you yeah. uh, uh, finally moved on. I had a talk time with my supervisor today. Uh you know, spoiler, I don't just do podcasts for a living, if only. Uh, but he he gave me condolences for the Bengals, which was like super late. I mean, nice of him to bring that up. But like, bro, it's been weeks. Uh, we've had like four talk times since the Super Bowl. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'm doing OK. I mean, I felt like, you know, I sort of said this going into the playoffs. It was like if we win a game, then that is a milestone. And everything after that was just found money. Uh, so I was feeling pretty good about it. I mean, the Super Bowl was a really good game. Uh, it was an exciting game. I felt like we had chances. It was very frustrating at points. Uh, I thought our defense played great. Uh, and it was just like, I mean, I've watched that no-look pass from Matthew Stafford from every angle. Like, what was Von Bell supposed to do? He had no chance. He did. He played it exactly like he's supposed to play it. You, know, you sit down, you wait for the quarterback to kick back to pass. Then you watch his eyes and he broke right on the ball, right where he's looking. And he just threw it over to the left. I don't know. It was crazy. I mean, like, what is he supposed to do? I was so, when I was watching it live, I was like, how do you let that guy catch the ball in that situation? Like, how? Blah, 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 blah. And then I watched the freaking replay, and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's how. <it. laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like the, you know, Cooper Cup chose mm. to be great. Uh, and But we had held him in check for most of the game. Um, and there are points that we had opportunities on that final drive too, with that fourth down play in their own area, you know, on the Ram side of the field that we just couldn't stop them on. Like again, we had the defense, we had the defense for that play, just took a bad angle. Um, and I mean, I I thought that it was a great game. We played well, and we just came up short. And hopefully, we can only go up from here. I definitely, I bet a lot of Bengals fans are going to be like really disappointed if we're not the top of the AFC next year. But like we weren't at the top of the AFC this year, we just had a pretty gnarly playoff run. Um, yeah. So I expect us to be pretty good, especially uh, if we make some good draft choices, some free agency acquisitions. Uh, that I, we probably won't talk about the Bengals much today because we're not talking offensive linemen, but uh, that's what they need to do. Um, mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I think we'll be okay. And I did want to just give an extra special shout out to, you know, our all fantasy team representative uh, for the kicker position, Evan McPherson, who you kicked it really far. You kicked it with your feet. Congratulations. Uh, did in fact, he didn't break the record, but he tied the record that had a military set of 14 field goals in a single postseason. Uh, and if our offensive line had been able to hold up against Aaron Donald, just like at all on that final drive, he might've had a chance to kick that 15th to win the Super Bowl, but wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And I think that it probably helped you too, that you were, you know, largely happy for, you know, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, yeah. Cooper cup, you know, oh, yeah. these, uh, these great players that definitely also deserved a Super Bowl title. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a little less happy for uh, Cooper Cup because he's like he's still kind of young, uh, and he like I don't know ripped out the soul of my team in like a four minute stretch. But I was very happy, you know, like you said, especially for Matthew Stafford, who really deserves it, who's been on a terrible team playing great for a long time, uh, and then took advantage of his shot. So yeah, it was a great game either way. Great halftime show, great football. Bengals will be good again. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. So I'm, I'm doing okay. As of like 45 minutes ago, I'm over it. <laughs> um, and Bengals, I see fourth in cap space, according to over the, uh, over the cap. So That's you have some room to make some moves. Armstead, um, here we go. And which is a nice teaser and segue for, the rest of the show um so we are going to be doing our free agent preview today um we're going to hit some very quick news before we get into that but um you know just going through the fantasy relevant positions um talking about i guess you know the players that are most likely to move um maybe talk about what kind of situation they would look for and what um you know, fantasy impact they're moving could have on you next season. Um, but before we get into that, like I said, let's do just two relatively quick news items. Um, we are very much in a more rumor centric, this could happen, this guy might do this type of, uh, or part of the off season. Um, one thing that did happen um and it really only barely deserves to make it in other only the show will discuss this yes i don't think that the the this certainly did not show up on mina kimes this week right (laughs) um so ian thomas tight end for a team that i guess one of us still likes resides in north carolina yes um uh was awarded a new contract why i could not exactly tell you why he's getting now five million dollars a year eight million guaranteed when he has averaged fewer than 10 receiving yards a game for the last three years um i feel like i could get 10 yards a game like maybe not me you're (laughs) tall you i think you could at least get 10 receiving yards a game i would i would crumble after the first tackle (laughs) I I would be like a a Pringle that got flicked too hard. (laughs) 
Like, there's no <laughs> shot. I might get 10 yards in my first game. And, and then get in. <laughs> I mean, if you caught a 10-yard pass and got... Uh, if you caught an 11-yard pass and broke your leg, you would technically have averaged 11 yards per game for three years. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, that that's true. Uh, I, I don't even think you said the name of this this tight end. I think I said Ian Thomas's name. I, okay. I think that it. I think that that made it way into the thing. We'll be. Uh, we'll check of, the tape. We'll check the tape later. That's the beauty of all this. So he was awarded a new contract and then was promptly arrested for something that happened apparently back in last summer, mm. um, and that the team knew about. So. Um, Weird. Yeah, Panthers making great choices already. Yeah, um, they are. Uh, we are, you know, a nary a month into the off season, and we're giving contracts to players that don't really, I don't think, deserve it. And yeah, what is he just like? I don't know. Is he an amazing blocker? I don't think that was certainly what he was brought in to do. Mm. I, I, I've. Uh, it's certainly not something that I am on the lookout for <laughs> during a game is, uh, you know, analyzing tight end blocking. Um, I've read that he is, is fine, but mm. I, I don't know. Uh, That's what you want in your, your new contracted tight yeah. end. Yeah. Fine. But, I mean, just like, it's not like they drafted like a blocking fullback tight end. I'm pretty sure, didn't they? I don't remember. I know who is. Mm, let's see. I know they drafted a long snapper. I don't remember if the long snapper actually made the team or not. Um, mm. I thought they maybe drafted a fullback too. You gotta, you gotta uh, do a little research on your ancillary uh, Panthers. My ancillary players. Panthers. I can just look at their the draft article that I wrote last year. Um, mm, that's true. Well, while while you're doing important. that, <laughs> while but, you're um, doing that, uh, can we talk about Kyler? Yeah, we can. We can talk about Kyler. I just wanted to, you know, dunk on the the Panthers some more after. What I'm sure will be a long off season and long season of me just being really mad at them. So, yeah. yes, go into the real news with uh, Kyler Murray. I'm just saying, Bengals uh, bandwagon. We are accepting all new members, all new passengers. I mean, you joined us for the playoffs, and it turned out pretty good. So, just saying. Um, so, Kyler Murray, uh, Larry Fitzgerald today called him spoiled um which is just kind of the vibe uh, a little bit ago he scrubbed all his social media of anything cardinal related uh he hasn't spoken publicly since they got shellacked by the rams uh since matt stafford outrushed him in that game um and then a couple days ago his agent put out a statement that uh, it was written in all caps, which was kind of interesting. Uh, did you read the whole thing? I cannot say that I did. I did. I, I read that uh, earlier today. And the gist of it is Kyler wants to be very direct. 
which is kind of ironic since the agent put out the statement. But Kyler wants to be very direct in saying that he wants to play for the Cardinals, they need to be better, and he needs more money. That that's essentially that that's what what the gist of it is, is that he's frustrated and he he wants an extension and but he does want to play for the Cardinals. Um this is just a bunch of hullabaloo. Um so I I don't think there's any way he goes anywhere. Um, it's pretty ridiculous to see him. I mean, you know, we are player supportive here. Mm-hmm. Football is a really violent game. You might not know when you're going to, you know, your career could end quickly and you want to get your money. But also he's like still a year out from the end of his contract. And then, you know, could be franchised, could be franchised again. You know, he could be four years from actually getting an extension and he's like kind of demanding one now. It's an interesting strategy, especially when you are direct through your agent indirectly. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, there's been reports coming out that he isn't a very good leader, which is like, who the heck knows? doesn't matter. Uh, but today, Larry Fitz calling him spoiled. Don't love that, but that might just be an old dude calling the young generation spoiled. Uh, but either way, like I have a, a saying that uh, I, I try to follow in a lot of ways that I got from the recording studio. That is, if it sounds good, it is good. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're recording with super high quality gear. Uh, if it sounds good, it is good. And right now, the Arizona Arizona Cardinals they don't sound good. They they are a, a, a bad drummer playing off beat. That's what the Arizona Cardinals are at the moment. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, he doesn't go. He's not going anywhere. You know, like mm. they're not going to cut him or trade him from yeah. any of this. The, even if he doesn't get the extension, he's not going to sit. Like mm, I, I could maybe see it. It's I, I don't. He's not going to go play baseball. Like strategy. Yeah, I I don't know. He at least has that bit of leverage. I think he does. I just um, don't think it is. It's going to happen. So yeah, it's I I would be surprised as well. I think if I, I certainly don't, I find it unlikely that he'll be moved. Um, but I I I think I I'm not discounting a holdout or a you know move to baseball or something. Um, yeah, I just I'd be shocked. Well, I I hope he is here because I think the NFL is a better is a better product with him on the field. Um, yeah, I mean, and would much know, rather watch could... you know, good quarterback play, which he obviously is than bad. So, and I'm certainly hope that he is, does play next year. Um, I, I find it unlikely that he'll be moved. So um, I like, you know, I like watching good quarterback play and Kyler is a good quarterback. And I think the NFL is a better product with him in the, in the league. So, um, uh, yeah, hopefully he, everything works out and he's on the field next year. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, I'll kind of much with a lot of the off season news, um, kind of just a lot of speculation and a lot of uncertainty, around the kyler drama um but it it was sort of a bigger item at the moment so we figured we would include it here um all right anyways 
our free agency preview. 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 Um, so let's start off with some quarterbacks. Um, uh, the big names that are floating out there as far as free agency goes is Jameis Winston, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, and Andy Dalton. Um, all of which, uh, you know, are at are, are probably capable starters. Andy Dalton, maybe you know, high high end backup, but um, it, uh, you could probably do worse than uh, than starting him. Yeah, um, I mean, you could you could start Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Oof, <laughs> uh, tough tough Marcus Mariota hit my my dynasty team just feels <laughs> feels very hurt. Um, and then a couple other players kind of on the watch list, although they're not official free agents are Carson Wentz of the Colts, um, who the team is very unhappy with. It sounds like, and is likely to get either traded or released and Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers, who obviously is sitting ahead of Trey Lance. Although there's also discussion that, um, Maybe they keep him around because maybe Trey Lance isn't quite where they need him to be. Just another just devastating blow to my dynasty. Team. <laughs> um, so, Elijah, who kind of all stands out here? Are there any players that, um, you know, think you think would maybe make a specific team immediately better? Um, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, crop of players? I don't think that any of these players immediately make anybody a contender. Uh, just with the, I mean, these aren't top 10 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most obvious free agent that could go somewhere else and make an impact is Jameis Winston. Yeah. You know, you think about a team like the Steelers, you know, who are a uh, sports obsessive colleague, uh, Andrew, you know, wrote this article of his five NFL uh, predictions for free agency. And one of those was Jameis to the Steelers. I think that makes some sense. Um, I personally, I think he'll probably just head back to the Saints um, and maybe they draft somebody and they use Jameis as a bridge Um, because Jameis is, he has a lot of talent. He's just incredibly inconsistent and irresponsible. Uh, mm-hmm. But we saw at the beginning of last season that he started out pretty strong and was being fairly responsible. Um, I think right before he got hurt, we started to see some of that old Jameis stuff. Um, but he is really, of all of these free agents, uh, he's the one that I think could make an immediate impact for a team like the Steelers, for example, or you know, even like the Washington football team or... Um, you know, I think your Panthers would improve with James Winston. <laughs> and, you Obviously, know, the that thought has happen. that thought has crossed my mind. Um, just make the you know continue making the NFC South tour, All right? Um, and then, uh, Matt Ryan retires, and next year it's he's headed <laughs> he to the Falcons. <laughs> man, if he went to every team within the span of five years, that'd be that'd be impressive. Who's um, that journeyman? <laughs> Um, yeah, I tend to agree that Jameis kind of is the most intriguing, uh, uh, certainly the highest ceiling of any of these players. Um, I don't know. I, I 
I do think it might actually be something of a stretch that he'll be back with the Saints just because the financial situation for the Saints mm-hmm. is just so devastating. Sure. Uh, you know, they're $40 million over the cap. Um, so I, I, I don't know how all the financials would work out, but I, if it comes down to him, like potentially having to take like a league minimum deal to, <laughs> to right. remain their starting quarterback, I I think he probably could get something better. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem, though, is obvi- obviously going to be the injury. Um, you know, he tore his ACL. Um, I think it's going to be, it, unlike I think some of these other positions like receiver or running back where maybe a player gets significantly injured and but then they're able to come in and compete for snaps and then over the course of the year get more and more you know Jameis is very much looking for to be a starting quarterback and the people that are potentially bringing in Jameis are looking for a starting quarterback and is there some hesitancy you know pushing all your chips in on a guy coming off of an ACL, whereas Mm -hmm. maybe like a running back or a receiver, you're able to spread that out a little bit more over a couple different other players. Um, So it might be tough for him to get, get that starting opportunity uh, this year. Um, That's very much to be determined, I think. Um, But obviously you know, like we said, a uh, much higher ceiling. I think that the wide receivers, assuming he is, you know, the presumed starter, uh, wherever he ends up, uh, would probably take a step forward in fantasy. Um, and certainly. the opposing defenses that that team played. <laughs> yes. Um, although he played, I, I think, I, I don't know what the turnover numbers were off the top of my head, but he... They were pretty good. Yeah, he did better um, this year and was, I think, able to play a little bit more controlled, even if, uh, you know, in a small sample size. So if I was to, like, rank these guys, I think I think I would put Jameis first. I guess I would put Carson Wentz second. Um, This might be kind of a controversial take. Um, I mean, he we have seen him play well in the past. He even though he had some, you know, very, very bad performances. Um, he still led a largely competent offense this Mm -hmm. year. Um, so I think I would put him second, um, in this, uh, crop of people, uh, kind of hard to tell. I don't know if, uh, do you so far have any arguments with this list of, Nope, I'm with you. Um, uh, kind of hard, I think to, maybe say Teddy versus Jimmy G. They're the next. same guy. Yeah, they're largely the same guy. I think I'd give a slight edge to Teddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would maybe give a slight edge to Jimmy G just because he's one more. But yeah, I think that probably has more to do with the 49ers than Jimmy. Yeah, I, I think uh, I I can see either side. I think it's a kind of a coin flip. Yeah, they're fine. Um, yeah, they're fine. Um, Mariota intrigues me, so I think I would put him again uh, ahead of your guy Andy. Um, sure. We we saw, I mean, in his like 
one uh, significant relief performance in the last two years. He played very well. So um, I think I would put him ahead of Andy. But If either of those is the starting quarterback for your team, you're in trouble. I could see Mariota maybe having, ironically enough, a Tannehill-like trajectory <laughs> where maybe he comes in as the backup and somewhere slash competition and ends up supplanting the starter and has a has a good season or couple seasons um that's something i could see happening um it'd yeah. be, I, I i'm ready for the the marcus mariota uh redemption or ref not reformation whatever not important um uh, the marcus mariota uh resurgence yeah resurgence the, there there we go for and not the... just for not just for selfish reasons right really needing quarterbacks on my <laughs> dynasty team but your um, your nfl team also really needs quarterbacks so you oh would like God. marcus mariota to resurge for the panthers I, hey could it could happen i could see that um yeah i mean i could certainly see that um, which I, I, we will keep this brief because I could go on about this for like a half an hour, but <laughs> should have been kind of the plan to begin with when they brought in Sam Darnold is to have him either compete or wait on the bench for behind another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they, I largely think they should have kept Teddy and either have the two compete or have one or or you know start teddy have sam really get comfortable and learn the offense and then move him in anyways um for wide receivers um we have Devonte adams chris godwin mike williams alan robinson odell beckham michael gallup russell gage Man. uh juju smith schuster christian kirk will fuller dj chark marquez valdez scantling Jamison Crowder, Zay Jones. Um, it's a it's an interesting list, I think. It's a complicated list, though, because the players that are good, that are really good, your Devontae Adamses, your Mike Williamses, um, even probably your Chris Godwins, are probably getting tagged. Um, and then there's also a lot of complicated long-term injuries um uh that are kind of in the mix too with Godwin, Odell Beckham, Michael Gallup uh all having season ending ACL tears, um Juju Smith Schuster missing most of last year, DJ Chark break I think breaking his ankle and missing mm-hmm. almost all of last year. So it's both kind of a talented group but also a one that's hard to parse at this stage it's hard Um, to russell gauge them no (laughs) (sighs) i did not just freeze that was me dying a little inside (laughs) um i will say russell gauge despite your what we'll generously call a joke um (laughs) He's vaguely inter- um, interesting to me, um, yeah, but he's also a complicated player because he's largely done nothing as the supporting player. 
Um, but you also don't want to bring him in to be your wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how, I'm not really sure what to make of that or what you should take away from that. I guess if for some reason some team does bring him in as their wide receiver one, you know, I'm certainly not drafting him in the first six rounds, but you know, right. maybe like an eighth round pick. Yeah. Uh, eighth round flyer or something. Yeah. Um, so if gauge is like a second or third option, you know, maybe take a late round flyer on him uh, and see if something similar happens that happened this year where, you know, all of a sudden he's the guy. Um, but yeah, what, uh, what kind of stands out to you in this group of free agents? I mean, I think that the, uh, I'm totally with you. It's a group that is hard to judge. Um, obviously there are the two biggest names at the top to me. It's Devonte Adams and Chris Godwin. Um, you know, Devonte Adams is the best wide receiver in the league pretty much. Uh, and Chris Godwin, you know, is top five in yards per carry since 2019. I mean, he's like, a, he's a pretty dominant force when he's on the field. Uh, he's had some issues with drops and he had that knee injury late in the season last mm-hmm. season. Um, I think that like you mentioned as well, I think we're going to see Devonte Adams get tagged. It would just be crazy for the Packers not to tag him. Um, but there are these rumors that he's going to follow Aaron Rodgers and for, try to force his way wherever Rodgers goes. I also kind of think that Rogers stays. So then yeah. that narrative would make sense. Um, <laughs> but so I don't think that there's going to be any movement with Adams, even though if he does move, that's obviously the biggest domino. Um, and then I don't know whether or not Chris Godwin moves either. I, he's already been franchise tagged once uh, with the bucks. So they probably won't do it again, especially with him coming off of that injury more likely he would find a contract elsewhere, but he could certainly stay. Um, I think it would actually be of benefit for him to move on, though, because Tom Brady has retired. And so mm-hmm. we have no clue. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's Jameis that's throwing the ball. Uh, just goes right back to Tampa. Um, but I think seeing where Chris Godwin lands to me is going to be the most interesting thing. And then seeing how quickly he can get back from his injury to be the dominant force that he has been on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, another really intriguing name here is Alan Robinson. Um, I give it approximately a 0% chance that he returns to the bears. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if it's borderline a cliche now, but if he is able to go somewhere um, that has a, even a competent quarterback situation um it doesn't necessarily have ever to had. be yeah even like a patrick mahomes like elite level quarterback situation just like a quarterback that'll give him a chance um uh-huh. uh it, it'll be really interesting to see if that is the case um i still think he even with just uh what was an abysmal year this year where his um his like best game was worse than Cooper Cup's worst game. Um I think that he still profiles as a 
wide receiver one on on a team um probably as a wide receiver two in fantasy and um yeah i think if he can find the right situation uh could really uh pay dividends especially for someone that i'm guessing um with the exception of maybe the chiefs uh, if he lands somewhere will probably be uh at a uh steep value for um fantasy drafts Mm -hmm. yeah i i really it was so interesting because two years ago alan robinson was dominant still you know, mm-hmm. he he was over a thousand yards. He he played super well, uh, and then this past year he just fell off the face of the planet. Um, and I don't know. There's a rumor out there that like Matt Nagy's game plan was to like script Allen Robinson out of the game, which doesn't really make any sense because he's Allen Robinson. Um, <laughs> but we're forgetting <laughs> it. It is Allen Robinson, but it's also Matt Nagy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so maybe it makes perfect sense. Um, but he really just, he had a terrible season this past year by his standards, especially only 400 yards and a single touchdown in 12 games um, and did deal with some injuries. But, you know, it was rookie Justin Fields and past his prime Andy Dalton throwing him the ball when he was out there. So that's pretty tough, but that's no worse than Blake Bortles. Um so it's tough to evaluate. He's getting a little bit older for wide receivers, but certainly not past productive age. So I hope that he goes somewhere that has a competent quarterback in an offense that actually functions. Um, and if he does, I think he's probably going to, even if the situation looks good, he'll probably slip pretty low in drafts just from people being burnt this past year. And even though I was one of those people, you know, if he slips to the sixth round or something, I think that Allen Robinson is worth a, a pickup if he lands in a decent situation. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I say, like, unless he lands with the, the Chiefs, I think that if he lands with the Chiefs, the Patrick Mahomes shine will probably be worth yeah. an extra two rounds <laughs> right. um, over wherever else he ends up. So um, that was kind of the thought process there. Um, what do we think of um, Juju and his prospects? Speaking of people that very well might land with the chiefs, um, you know, uh, missed, I think the, almost the entirety of this year, if not the entirety of this year, mm-hmm. um, uh, obviously had a unbelievable season. A few, uh, in I think his second year rookie year, um, and then has not really lived up to it since um what kind of what you know what situation and what should we expect do you think um from juju uh entering next season i mean i honestly kind of think he's washed uh like i i don't really expect much and maybe that's an overreaction to a couple bad years but um he just doesn't seem to have the same burst on the field that he used to. And maybe it was just the fact that he was playing across from Antonio Brown. And so he was just being able to win way more often playing against subpar corners. Um, But I, I really don't know that there's a place where I would be too excited to see him go. Um, 
I think he he's probably a productive NFL wide receiver, uh, but I don't know that he's going to truly get back to that wide receiver one two that he was a few years ago. Uh, like that, there are only a handful of spaces that you know maybe uh, would fit. Like you know, does if he goes to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are there, then mm. you know is that a space that he could really shine? Um, or, you know, if he goes somewhere like, I don't know, the Titans that need somebody on the other side of AJ Brown, like those are, you know, and that's obviously assuming that Julio isn't back. Um, but you know, or could he go to like Minnesota as Adam Thielen is kind of declining? Um, you know, those are some spots that might be interesting to me, but I don't really know that he makes a big impact for me really wherever he goes. I think he'll be good for the NFL, but I don't know that he's going to be very fantasy relevant. Yeah. Um, the Packers, I think stand out. Um, that would be, I think a situation where he could, I think maximize his potential potential a little bit. Um, you know, the chiefs as well. Um, maybe like some, a situation like the chargers, if, um, I, I think that the they'll tag Mike Williams, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like, you know, these established quarterbacks that have an established number one wide receiver where he can be this kind of complimentary player. And um, yeah, I'll just kind of you know, get a chance to shine in a different way. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, he has talent. I don't know if I'm ready to say he's washed. He's still just like so young. Um, right. I don't even know. Is he 25? Um, uh, so I'll, I, I'll vet that. I, I have a hard time saying that he's washed. But um, yeah, I, I think that the situation is really, really important uh, for Juju. Um, yeah, he, uh, he is indeed, um, 25. He'll turn 26, like midway through this upcoming season. Okay. So, uh, I, yeah, but that's still, still yeah, that's still very young. So, um, he, he still theoretically should have years of prime in him. Um, but obviously it's, you know, it's, uh, injuries complicate things and, um, his plays obviously not been fantastic. So. Um, as we wrap up um, our wide receivers, are there and is there any other players that uh, you know really intrigue you? Among, like kind of outside these upper tier players, the one that I think really does is DJ Chark, um, and he just because he had that one year of brilliance. Um, and I don't know if brilliance is even really, you know, he was just over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns in 15 games, but that's really, really good. Um, and then, you know, like we were saying, you know, broke his ankle last year and was already, you know, regard like none of the receivers for, uh, that team played well anyways. Um, but I think if he moves on, he has the skill set to really, like break out again. Uh, if he has a quarterback that can get him the ball and a functional offense, like he has a skill set as a wide receiver to dominate some games. Um, so I think that he's somebody that could be a sleeper for me going into the season. If he goes to a place where he has a capable passing attack, 
uh, that's one that I think I'm going to keep my eye on going into this next season and draft season. Yeah. Um, some players that I'm kind of keeping an eye on, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, I think <laughs> if, if he was to either stay or in, uh, Arizona or leave, I think would be kind of intriguing to me. Um, he, uh, took a massive step forward in slot snaps this past year, um, up to 79% of his plays run in the slot, um, from 41%. Um, and un probably uncoincidentally that translated into career highs and receptions and yards. Um, I, I think that he's a talented player. We've seen him be productive at points. And so I think if he, whether he stays in Arizona or goes somewhere else, I think that he could continue to be a, you know, kind of a somewhat reliable wide receiver three with some maybe additional upside. Um, he's uh, very close friends with Kyler. So um, I would expect that he would want to resign with the Cardinals if um, Kyler is still there. Um and of course, if they want him back, um, which I don't right. necessarily think is a 100% guarantee, but, um, yeah, so, uh, that, that situation is obviously one that I'm keeping my eye on as far as like, you know, real dinner roll players, um, <laughs> a player that I'm sort of, I'm almost certainly more intrigued by than is actually warranted is Zay Jones, um who had a did well over his last five or his last seven games of the year um is still a long way from true fantasy relevance i mean really only averaging 50 yards a game but i think had five receptions all the way uh past or like in all like all seven games or something wild like that um and so you know whether he uh, probably the best situation is probably to just uh, end up in um, Las Vegas again for him. Um, mm. But uh, I looked up Zay Jones and the popular questions on Google. It's like people also ask and it says, is Zay Jones good? <laughs> um, people are asking the hard hitting questions on Google. Yeah. I that actually is almost a hard hitting question. I I'm not sure I'm not sure I have the answer. Um so he had five receptions in all but one of those seven games um and had five targets at least in this in the seventh. So um, superstar. We we obviously won't go that far, but I think if he is able to continue to put things together, um, if he resigns with the Raiders, if they don't bring back or if they don't bring in another uh, some other receivers, I mean, he obviously speaking of watch players, um, Deshaun Jackson got added into the mix midseason, and mm. people thought Deshaun Jackson was going to be their deep threat right. and surprise it was zay jones that stepped into the into that uh slot so um uh, as i think you know if the situation is right he is a player that you could consider it with your absolute last pick um right and maybe get something out of um i, I think that there are opportun opportunities there um 
Darren Waller is really the only other true like pass. Whoa. What about Hunter Renfro? Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I may have forgotten about Hunter Renfro, but um, you know, I I think that Zay Jones, given the right situation, and again, I, I'm not advocating spending anything more than your last round pick on him. Um, and, and that even that is, is probably a stretch to be honest, but um, at the very least, early dinner roll consideration for um 2022 um the last name i'm going to bring up um is a little bit of a wild card here and that's amari cooper um jerry jones um i think at a press conference um was very non-committal about bringing him back next year so there's a possibility that he is cut or traded um and i think if that's the case is likely the probably the top option of the non franchise tag players. If he is actually available, um, yeah, for sure, maybe a little bit of, uh, I I'd even put him uh, probably ahead of Alan Robinson. Um, yep, I'd agree. So, but yeah, um, that that's our wide receivers. Um, we're going to take a quick ad break and on the other side, uh, wrap up with running backs and tight ends. You've been listening to another fine, fine podcast on the Rumination Radio Network. This is Game Agent E.T. from Oh God, It Hurts! And we hope you keep on listening to our fine, fine podcasts here on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And we are back. So um, as far as running backs go, um, I think that the class is probably headlined by James Conner, um, who had a really... Uh, phenomenal season this year. I think 18 touchdowns total. Um, yeah. Play, uh, uh, other players, you know, include Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, uh, Cordero Patterson, uh, Chase Edmonds, and Raheem Mostert and Rashad Penny. Um, so, uh, Elijah, who all in this class stands out? Do you think that there would be any like good fits anywhere? Um, what what are your thoughts on this class of free agent running backs? Um, so it's kind of tough. I mean, interestingly, I think that the Cardinals would need a running back certainly because both of their running backs are free agents. I think if they bring both of them back, they were a pretty solid tandem, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. You know, if either of them walk, though, there's going to be a big hole because they do two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Cardinals are definitely a team to keep an eye on as far as that's concerned. Um, the player that I really think could be a surprise here that maybe what we saw at the end of the season sparks for the future um, is Rashad Penny. Yeah. Um, you know, the stats here, you know, he had six touchdowns and over 600 yards in his last five games. And that's Almost something that, 700 yards. He's closer right. to 700 than he is as a six. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I just feel like if that's the start of something, cause we hadn't seen him really be healthy with any consistency yeah. and definitely hadn't seen any performance like this. And so the Seahawks apparently hope to have him back is what Pete Carroll said, but you know, that's pretty meaningless coach speak in the off season. But 
I think if he comes back, then it'll be interesting in that backfield to see, you know, did he earn more of a spot uh, in the starting lineup or is he going to play the backup role again? Um, Or is he going to go somewhere else that is, you know, a running back needy team? Um, But there aren't really a ton of like very running back needy teams out there at the moment. Um, most of the most of the squads kind of have their guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of expect he would be back. I uh, uh, since he, my kind of thought is like he was injured for so long, and, and mm. they kind of stuck by him then. And, and now that they kind of have the chance to reap the rewards, I think it would just be kind of beneficial for both sides to try to do so. Um, it sure. may be a little bit more of a sentimental argument than <laughs> pro- than in most cases or th- than is deserved. But um, I-, I think if there's a coach that would make a sentimental argument for keeping him, it'd <laughs> right. probably be Pete Carroll. So, um, yeah, I, but at the same time, he played out of his mind um, yeah. down the stretch. So I certainly uh, could see the argument being to go ahead and you know keep him in house and see what if if he could build on that performance yeah and you know as i'm looking at this list what i'm also noticing is that i think all of the teams that these guys are on are really interesting from a free agent running back perspective Mm -hmm. Um, that like you know if the falcons draft somebody or sign somebody you know, right now, Cordell Patterson was the guy this past year, but he's also Cordell Patterson. We've seen what he's done for most of his career, and I just don't believe that they're going to hand him the ball for a season as their running back. And so, like, if Rashad Penny goes to the Falcons, I'm kind of interested. Um, you know, Raheem Mostert on the 49ers, they have always had a bunch of running backs, but they're just, like, not necessarily one guy like if Mostert comes back I think we're in this big committee again uh if Melvin Gordon leaves uh Denver then I think Javante Williams is going to be such a high draft pick in fantasy Mm -hmm. if he has the backfield to himself and so it's less about Melvin going somewhere and making an impact which he certainly could um because he's a solid player and he showed that this year um but it's more about the gaps that these guys leave behind um, if they were to leave their teams. Yeah. Um, I kind of think uh, that the coaching change in Denver probably means that Melvin won't be back. Um, Mm -hmm. although it's certainly possible. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see where he lands, uh, because he played very well this last year and was able to keep a first round rookie. Second round was Javante first or second second round? rounder. Um, second uh, yeah. rounder, yeah. Either way, a highly drafted rookie running back. Um, he was able to kind of keep him at bay, uh, it, including a highly drafted rookie running back that played pretty well himself. Um, yeah, played exactly as well as Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I, I I don't think Melvin will be back with the Broncos. It's possible, but um, he. I certainly I think has plenty in the tank still to be a relevant player. Um, Leonard Fournette is another player that I think on this list that will be very interesting. Um, 
really revived his career in Tampa, uh, took a big step forward in his receiving ability um, and receiving production. So um, I think I would, I think that probably just being back in Tampa would be the best situation for him. But, um, you know, without Tom Brady there, maybe he decides to go another route or maybe the, you know, the team decides to do something of a rebuild. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, Fournette will be another very interesting player and, um, could, you know, wherever he ends up, he could end up being, I think the best pickup of this class. Um, just because he has, he clearly has the talent and has shown real flashes of dominance at points before. Two years Um, ago, who would have thought? (laughs) Yes. Who, who would have thought, um, as, as he like gets cut for, let me try to remember. So he got cut from the, from the Jags, right? Like after averaging like three mm-hmm. yards a carry or just something absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Um, so yeah, he's really been able to turn things around, um, in, uh, in Tampa. And, um, were there any other, uh, final thoughts on, uh, this running back class? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think I don't, I say that and then I talk again, uh, but I just, I don't know that there's going to be any, uh, any teams where any of those, these guys could go to make a big impact. I know you're saying that Fournette could, and I, he certainly could. Um, but many of the teams in the NFL, as I'm looking through them, most of them have their guy. Uh, you know, there are bad teams, you know, like the Falcons uh, or like the Jets, maybe um, that don't have their like RB1. Um, mm-hmm. But most teams really have somebody that is there in control of the backfield or they have a tandem of players that are in control of the backfield. So I don't necessarily see a lot of big splashes from the free agent running back standpoint. I have one. I I have at least one destination for you that I I want to see okay. who you think would be kind of the best fit, um, and that destination is the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think that you know Devin Singletary hat was played fine this past year, but um, you know if they add a Leonard Fournette or maybe like a Melvin Gordon, um. Mm-hmm. I could see, you know, certainly that being a situation where a signing is that impactful. Um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, the the Bills are a great destination uh, because, you know, as as you said there, that Singletary is not, they don't want to give him the rock three downs. Um, mm-hmm. And so... I think he could be a good compliment. I think that's actually, you know, I, I stand corrected. That is a place if Fournette goes to, I would be very interested. Um, we'll see though. I don't know. He hasn't yeah. played out of Florida or, you know, <laughs> out of Louisiana. So maybe it might be too cold there and he'll, his, his old bones will rust or something. <laughs> his old, like 26 year old bones. 
I mean, have you seen that guy? He looks ancient. He <laughs> that, looks that's like, very like true. A, he sometimes runs like he's ancient too, but uh <laughs> um yeah, I, I think that the beard probably does, doesn't help. He's he's twenty seven, so maybe so another year older than I thought. Yeah, he he's he's twenty seven going on sixty. <laughs> it's maybe unfair, but yeah. <laughs> um all right so let's wrap up with the tight ends so um this class is i think probably Mm. headlined at this point by mike gasicki unclear if he will get um the franchise tag maybe if he does i think there's he's going to try to make the argument that it should be at wide receiver and not at tight end get some more of that cash um well he he is actually he actually does only rarely line up at tight end. Um, yeah. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but um, I want to say it was like eighty percent of snaps or something. Yeah, that's probably an argument to be made that um, yeah that he is not really being used as a tight end. Um, uh, other players include Dalton Schultz. I I think Dalton Schultz would probably be back with the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, Rob Gronkowski, I don't think will be back with anyone. Probably. I think he just sails into the <laughs> sails drunkenly into the sunset. Once again, back into the sunset. I did have, uh, you know, I did see a little bit of stuff for, for Gronk, you know, just today, the bills said that they were interested in him. That would be you know, it doesn't matter if anybody's interested in Gronk if he's not interested in them. But Gronk did also mention uh, expressing interest in playing with Joe Burrow. Um, so that would be intriguing. Uh, but also, you know, Joe Burrow is exciting. How dare they so... do that to hands for hands? I know. <laughs> I know. Hands for hands is the truth. But I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see Gronk go somewhere else but i also agree with you that i don't think he's going anywhere except back to a cruise ship i'd be i'd be a little surprised about the bills i mean it, dawson knox had a very fine year um mm-hmm. yeah i think that I, I think that probably retirement is the most likely uh scenario for him but who knows we'll we'll find out i guess yeah, um, speaking of uh speaking of somebody that's 27 going on 60 uh i Is guess that evan know, ingram <laughs> no oh. that was that was rob gronkowski <laughs> but yeah i mean i think the case could be made for evan ingram though he does have a younger face than leonard fournette does but uh he plays like he's old um evan ingram is the next name on the list which is why he was brought up um <laughs> oj howard david and joku um a player that's like 40 going on 60 Zach Ertz. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Gigantor himself, Mo Alley Cox. Um, yeah. A player who, who is I, 10 foot tall going on 12 foot tall. <laughs> um, I w- this is, of course, only goofiness, but I would I am very interested to see if Mo Alley Cox kind of gets the tight end role all to himself, if he'd actually be able to do something with it. Um, instead of being buried behind Jack Doyle, and there was a third. Wasn't there a third one? Isn't there a third Colts tight end uh, that I'm forgetting? Um, yep, there sure is. Uh, it was Jack Doyle. 
Uh, I'll look it up while you're talking. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Mo Ali Cox has flashed at points. He's obviously like uh, uh, has the nickname that, of course, we can't claim to have come up with. Says he is a gigantic human, um, and I just want to see him play football more. And, and kind of the same thing with David Njoku, who's you know just an athletic uh, athletic freak, and uh, but is just often buried behind other players in a crowded tight end uh unit and with the browns um i'd seen i think that they want to bring in joku back i kind of hope that he doesn't go back again for selfish reasons of him <laughs> being on my dynasty team but also just because i want to see more of him and i think um if he was to get a tight end spot all to himself that he could do some sp- special things yeah, uh, you know, you want to see more than just one good play a year out of Njoku. Well, one good game. I mean, he had like 170 yards in a game this year. That's more than one good play. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, yeah, it's like uh, statistically, it could not be a single play. Uh, that's a good point. Um, I just wanted to answer your Indianapolis Colts question here. It was Trey Burton most recently mm, was okay. the, the third, but he wasn't on the roster last year. Yeah, I could see how we could forget about him. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I think probably, yeah, I, Kobe Fleener once upon a time as well. Uh, I don't know if they also, you Did know, I don't know if they cross with Moali Cox? I don't I'm not sure. That research is, is more in-depth than I'm prepared to do at the moment. Um, so you have a note here that says Dalton Schultz. Uh, and I don't particularly know what that means. So would you like to explain, um, your thoughts on Dalton Schultz? It was just my lack of enthusiasm about this tight end group really is just personified by Dalton Schultz. Um, I mean, he is, he played pretty well this past season and he played well, uh, in Blake Jarwin's absence prior, um, but he's just he's just fine uh and he really he personifies the tight end position uh he personifies lackluster decentness um that that's what uh means i mean he's like he he's middle of the pack starting tight end uh seems to be pretty decent makes some good plays runs a good seam route uh, this is a decent blocker, but he's just like fine. I mean, I don't think that there's going to be after Gasicki. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any splash players that happen. Like Schultz is very clearly, you know, with the assumption that Gronk is going to retire again. Uh, Schultz is clearly to me, the second best on this list as far as fantasy impact goes. Um, but I just don't, care like i just don't see it i'm not gonna draft dalton schultz especially after how good he was in spurts this past year his draft price is going to be too high i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go after somebody some other punt late in the draft so that that is that's what uh means no love for former i think former now rookie fantasy record holder evan ingram no It is former and no, I, he, he burned bright. Um, yeah, I think that Kasiki is kind of 
the clear leader in this. I'm a little higher, I think, on Dalton Schultz, maybe. I, I think that the two are closer, maybe, than... Uh, I, I don't view Schultz and Gasicki as being too far off from each other. Um, I don't know if that's entirely the case, but, you know, Gasicki has just as uh, much of a propensity to goose as anyone else. So um, I would... I kind of imagine Gasicki will be back with the uh, with the Dolphins, whether with on a full deal or on a franchise tag. I mean, if you're unless they can get one of these quarterback, like, you know, some quarterback um, that mm-hmm. no one is really necessarily expecting them to get, um, you're going to have to figure out what you have with Tua, and you're going to have to sur- surround him with weapons. And Gasicki is one that is already in house, which makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of think that he'll be back with the Dolphins. I kind of think Schultz will be back with the Cowboys, although they are okay. in a little bit of a tougher cap situation, um, a much tougher cap situation, but. <laughs> um, I so it, this entire tight end group might just be, you know, just might be moot. But um, I think of the players, I think likely to move teams. I think I'm most excited for Njoku because he has flashed at points. Um, yeah, and again is uh, just monstrously athletic. So um, and again is on your dynasty team. And again, is on my dynasty team. <laughs> it, it, the, I swear that it's not just selfishness, although I do, as we all know, seem to be more interested in irrelevant players <laughs> hoping for relevance than maybe your average dynasty owner or dynasty that is manager. Your, so. That is your niche. <laughs> yes. So um, maybe my Njoku... Uh, maybe my Njoku belief will will pay off. I'm not counting on it, but <laughs> maybe it will. I, I have Gasicki on my dynasty team too. I did not mention that um, at all. So um, until now, until now. But I mean, I could have just been like, I hope Gasicki replaces Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh so it's not it's not all it's not all dynasty focused I, I 80 percent selfishness 20 yeah. percent analysis 25 100 percent power of will whatever that song is <laughs> <laughs> um yes 20 and 25 yards later um and yeah. i think that that is as good a place as any to end our show um I don't think, do we have anything to plug? I don't think I, I didn't put out any recent football articles. Well, Um, I do think it's worth plugging uh, the fact that you are now the editor for Sports Obsessive. Um, Well, for Sports Obsessive's football content. Football, of course. Yeah, Uh, but that's that's a move. It's a little promotion on the sports obsessive side of things. And so any articles that you all read on sports obsessive about football is going to be gone over with a fine tooth comb by our very own Nick Luciano. So uh, if there are typos, you know who to blame. (laughs) Um, Uh, I have actually only... So I can preserve my reputation. I have only gone over one so far. Um, okay. <laughs> um, From here on out. 
yes, from here on out, it, it will probably be all the rest of them. So, yes, yeah, slight promotion. I had already been editing for film, but I am more or less in charge of editing for the football department. Um, and so, uh, yes, uh, very excited to see where all that go- goes. Um, I think hopefully this will help me become a better analyst as I'm able to, you know, absorb more football ideas and more football content. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, excited to, to start the, that journey. Um, I might do, uh, do some more film writing. I might still do a, uh, short films article here but no one's here for the short film uh no one is here on the 25 yards later feed for short film analysis i don't think but if you are check out some of my short film work (laughs) um anyways we will wrap up and i'll stop babbling um i'm nick luciano you can follow me on twitter at nick g luciano and I am Elijah Motika. You can follow me on Twitter at Elijah Motika. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well at 25YLFF. And rate and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening. And we will see you 25 yards later. Thank you for listening to 25 Yards Later, Sports Obsesses Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. Audio editing by Mitch Proctor and music by Elijah Motika.